everybody to JWF Monday Night Ignition. I'm your host, Silver Spoon, joined as always by the wildest man in the West, Captain Tibbs. That's right, Sills. North, South, East, West. Ain't nobody wilder than Captain Tibbs, except for maybe some of the boys out here tonight. That is right, Tibbs, because we are on our way to the next great JWF pay-per-view, JWF Hangover. And we already know a couple matches that are going to be taking place. We know our tag team champions, Hammerman and Fomosan, the Rising Suns, are going to be taking on the wild-eyed Southern boys. And what the Hammerman is saying is going to be retribution for the year, for the months of torture that the Southern boys put on his brothers in the VWO. But damn it, I hope so, Sills. The Southern boys need to be brought to task. They need to be shown the might of the sun and the hammer. And the hammer and the sun right at the same time. That is right, Tibbs. And actually, a little preview of that match later tonight. An epic rematch from that rivalry as the VWO take on the wild-eyed Southern boys. Possibly trying to get a little retribution before the Hammerman can do it himself. But speaking of big matches for JWF Hangover, let's talk about that big match. The biggest match you could have announced. A fatal four-way match for the JWF World Heavyweight Championship. Griffin Clouds, the king of the Steel City, and appropriately enough, one half of the VWO is going to be taking on Guy Fieri. He's going to be taking on Momoa Curry. He's going to be taking on Chuck Tibbs. And last week, we learned from Momoa Curry, the god of the JWF, that if he doesn't win, this is the last time we're going to see him in a JWF championship match. And Tibbs, you hate to hear it. Absolutely, Sills. It's a little, a little terrifying. It's, a, it's almost heartbreaking before the heartbreak, if you know what I mean, Sills. Not that I think that Momoa Curry is going to go out there and lose, of course. But with the, with the men that he's stacked up against, with Guy Vietti, with Griffin Clouds, with Chuck, I don't know about his odds this time. That's right, and appropriately enough, you're bringing up your son, Chuck Tibbs, the JWF World Heavyweight Championship. And uh, Chuck is actually in our ring right now, and I've heard he he's not enjoying what Momoa said last week. And I don't know what in the world Chuck could be thinking about. What do you think? I'm not sure, Sills. I mean, Momoa's just been speaking the truth. He's, he's not come out and been a liar or anything, so... Uh, Honestly, still, sometimes strange things get stuck in Chuck's head, and he just can't let go of them. Well, why don't we... Well, are you speaking of that time he was Canadian for five years? Well, that one I understand, because that's where he grew up, but still, you know... Well, Chuck is in our ring right now, and I think he's got a message from Momoa Curry, Griffin Clouds, Guy Fieri, and the entire JWF universe. So let's hear what the JWF champion has to say. So, uh, once again, Momoa Curry has found a way to make things all about him. The biggest match. This is going to be the biggest match of my career. You realize that. This is where the most stakes are on my head. Everything is on the line for Chuck Tibbs, but suddenly, oh, look at that. It's all about Momoa freaking Curry. My first Summerfest match as JWF champion was all about Momoa Curry. And now I'm happy that he's had some sense knocked into him. I'm happy to see that he's willing to stop interfering in my spot on the card just because he's jealous of me. 
I mean, it's obvious. Look at what he said last week. He said that Griffin Clouds would be a great champion. Guy Fieri would be a wonderful champion. And yet, what did he say about me? He said that I don't even deserve this belt around my waist. And Momoa, I gotta ask you, have you been paying attention at all? Have you seen what I've accomplished in the past year and you say that about me? I defeated a team of demons at last year's Los Trios Tangos. I became Mr. Cash in the Bag. I won the JWF Championship from the man that beat you for that title, Momoa. Meanwhile, Mo what have my opponents done, huh? Well, Griffin Clouds, he's been struggling to hold together. His broken family while falling deeper into the shadow of his big brother. Guy Vietti has been doing nothing but bitching and whining and assaulting people backstage. And Momoa Curry, you're the biggest offender of them all. Since the debut of JWF Ignition, you want to know how many times Momoa Curry was in the main event of a pay-per-view? Four. Four times that someone who was more deserving or more talented was shoved down by that megalomaniacal god. Four times Momoa Curry stuck his nose where it didn't need to be. In fact, the only pay-per-view that Momoa Curry didn't headline was main evented by me fighting tooth and nail for my JWF championship and putting on a damn match of the year. So listen up, Momoa. A JWF hangover? You get ready for your last main event. Because I'm taking you out. And I'm retaining my JWF champion. Because damn it, I'm a Tibbs. And that means I deserve to be champion. Well, Tibbs, strong words from your boy right there. And you gotta think... I. I, I gotta say, in, in this business, the, the subject of family comes in a lot. The subject of, is, does somebody deserve this, or is it just because of who their parentage is, who their family is? And it almost seems like the only reason, the only argument Chuck really has for why he deserves that belt is, well, because of who his dad is. Yeah, so the, I, I don't understand the, the, the family angle. I mean, Momoa Curry, look at him. He's been like a brother to me for years. You don't see him getting any special treatment. I, that, that's right, T Tibbs, I guess. Uh, but let me tell, let me tell you something, Tibbs. Before we head to our next match, before we head to the VWO taking on the Wild-Eyed Southern Boys, I got to talk about last week. The Wild-Eyed Southern Boys taking on the War Wizards for the number one contendership to the tag team titles. Of course, we know the Wild-Eyed Southern Boys ended up winning, but you got to say there is a big assist there to the man known as A.J. Steele, the host of Wrestle Wars, who broke in damn well into the middle of the match, interrupted the War Wizard, got the man rolled up for a pin. Absolutely. So I, I knew that we'd given him airtime, but I did not know that there was a clause in that contract that said he could use that airtime at any time. That is right, but it actually... Uh, as we reported last week, it sounds like his airtime has been bought out this week by the War Wizard. Man who you gotta think is upset after his actions of last week. And that's why, ladies and gentlemen, this week we're not getting an episode of Wrestle Wars. No, we are getting the first ever episode of Wizard Wars hosted by none other than the War Wizard himself. Let's hear it.
Hello, and welcome to Wizard Wars. I am the War Wizard, your host, into this weekly retrospective of the JWF, with a little bit of magic in between. Let me start out small with a report on our main event at JWF Hangover. You see, things have been spiced up a little bit with Momoa Curry deciding that if he loses this title shot, he'll never be able to challenge for the JWF Championship again. And you've got to think about how this could affect the business as a whole. Momoa Curry has been a stalwart defender of the JWF. He has been in the wrestling business for so many years. He, he is the man who single-handedly ended the Wizard Wars of 78. That man is the reason that I became a professional wrestler and stopped being a professional war wizard. <sighs> I just get a little bit emotional when I talk about Momoa Curry. I'm sorry about that. So that is why I have to say to his opponents at Hangover... Griffin Clouds, Garfietti, even Chuck Tibbs. <laughs> you have no idea the hell that you have opened in this Momoa Curry. Because if you think you've seen what he's capable of, you just wait until he opens up a damn crack in the world just using two of his tiny fingers and splits it in twain, and then you... Shall see your new JWF World Heavyweight Champion. All right, let's move on to our second report here. <clears throat> Wait, hold on, hold on, on. I was going to report on on demonic activity in the JWF, but no, I'm getting a premonition. Yes, I'm seeing how. How the JWF Tag Team Championship match at Hangover will end between the wild-eyed southern boys and the rising suns. My gods! Yes! Yes, I see the wild-eyed southern boys. Yes, they'll be making it a... Yes, they will be making this match a, a... A mechanical match. They're going to come in in mech suits and take on the rising suns. But no, the rising suns will fight back. The Hammer Man will awaken to the true strength within. Yes, Fomo-san will become one with the sun. And at the end, at the very end, we will find out that Sam Adams is not a southern boy at all. He's actually from Boston, Massachusetts. After that revelation, the southern boys will be defeated by the rising suns in a wonderful manner. My God, look at it. You can quote me on that, ladies and gentlemen. My premonitions are never wrong. All right, now let's get on to our last story. Uh, mm, yes, yes. This is a report that I've wanted to talk about for weeks now. You see, it's about uh, the competition, let's say. A.J. Steele, who, of course, you know from Wrestle Wars or whatever the hell he calls it, well, he seems to be in a pretty bad way right now, given that after only two episodes, his show was taken off the air for something much, much better than his... It must be a complete embarrassment to you, AJ. As a matter of fact, your entire life must be an embarrassment. 
You claim to have a body of steel, but it looks like you could be broken with a flick of a wrist. <laughs> oh. Oh, now hold on. Yes, I'm getting another premonition. Ah! This premonition is that of myself, the war wizard, permanently putting an end to Wrestle Wars as I defeat AJ Steel in a wrestling match at Hangover and get revenge for what he did to us, forcing us to lose our match by interrupting. Thank you for watching this Wars. This has been brought to you by... <clears throat> Herbal Wand Supplements. Yes, Herbal Wand Supplements for what you need when your wand just doesn't cast like it used to. Thank you for watching Wizard Wars, and I'll see you again soon. I... Well, t t I get... Well, t I guess we have a match made for JWF Hangover as the War Wizard takes on AJ... Did he say Sam Adams was gonna come out in a mech suit? Hey, you did, Sills. I, I wouldn't, uh, I would, I wouldn't question him because War Wizard has, he's got a lot of good premonitions. They normally come true. I think he said that that FOMO son would become the sun at one point, and the sun's like awful big. <laughs> it. Did he say Sam Adams was actually from Boston? Well, that we all knew that one. Like that one's like not not hard to figure out. But but Tibbs, it looks like the wild-eyed Southern boys aren't coming out in mech suits this week as they take on their old perennial rivals, the VWO. And you can see them in the ring right now. Sam Adams starting off against the eldest Cloud brother himself. Justin Clouds and, and Tibbs, I gotta ask. This is a bit of a bit of a, a a mismatch, you could say. Justin, the the very much the big boy of the VWO, starting off the match. That's not usually where we see Justin. Not at all, Tibbs. You gotta wonder what the uh, what the VWO is planning here, Put, putting their heavy hitter into the game so early on. That's right, but you can hear that bell going ringing. Oh my God, Sam Adams just spitting in the face of Justin. Ultimate disrespect. And ooh, Justin ain't taking it. The big boy just beating the living hell out of Sam Adams, backing him up into that corner and just laying in the body shots. This is some viciousness. I don't think Sam Adams was expecting it, but oh, wait. Look at this, our referee Shibata being forced to call for the separation. And oh, unfortunately, that leads to Sam Adams just raking the eye of Justin before sending him straight into the Southern Boys corner. And you got to think that was Sam Adams' game plan all along. Get Justin fired up. Get the referee distracted. Hit that rake to the eye. Good uh, good, good eyes, Sills. That... That's exactly what you need to do when you're facing down a steam train like Justin Clouds. He had to go for the distraction, and he had to try to get him off of his attack. That's right, and you see Sam in his corner just putting the hurting on Justin, stomping a proverbial mud hole in him before tagging in Houston Longhorn, who just, ooh, hits a beautiful basement dropkick. And Tibbs, at this point, you got to think Justin's going to be in a bad way. The wild-eyed Southern boys are known for keeping that ring cut in half, keeping Justin away from his partner. And 
I got to say, that might lead to their victory. Exactly, Sills. Great tag team strategy right there. As long as you control the flow of the match, and you can control the flow of the match by keeping your opponent squarely in your corner, you've got the match won. That's right. You see Justin trying to crawl to Griffin for a tag, but ooh, unfortunately, Houston drags him back over before ooh, locking him in an STF, tagging in Sam Adams, who just lays a big elbow drop down onto the skull. And now just stomping on the lower back of Justin. And, and Tibbs, let me tell you something. You can see they're focusing on the back. And for a big man, that spine is important. It keeps him upright. That might be your wisest technique to keep that big man down. That's right, Sills. The spine keeps big men upright. Not so much in smaller guys. They use sticks. That's right. You see Adams tagging in Houston. And, oh, look at this. Both of them picking up the big man. Going to try to suplex that giant, but... Oh, Tibbs, unfortunately, that spine ain't hurting too bad as Justin reverses and suplexes both members of the Southern Boys. And that was a big desperation play. I think that might be all Justin had, but it pays off as he tags in Griffin, who's in like a house of fire, clothesline to Houston, then a second, and then drops, kicks at him off of the apron. But, ooh, unfortunately, Houston catches him. And Tibbs, he might be setting up for that finisher, the cattle drive, but instead, Griffin reverses, Takes him down, and he's locked him in. He's locked him in the Yahoo special. That modified Koji clutch just wailing on the neck of Houston Longhorn. Will he tap, Tibbs? I don't know, Sims. It looks like he's straining. That's right, but oh, damn it, Tibbs. Look at this. Sam Adams grabbing the leg of Houston, dragging it towards the ropes. And let me tell you, well, I don't like the technique of the Southern boys, but that bastard Sam Adams just saved the match. Listen, Sills, when you're in when you're in a moment like that, when you see that victory is just going from your grasp that ever so quickly, sometimes you gotta take the initiative and do something a little a little out there. That's right, but ooh, gets speared into the steel steps for his troubles by Justin, who looks like he is starting to feel it again, hopping back up onto the apron. And oh, Tibbs, look at this. Griffin tagging him in, and we have seen this before. The VWO, it is spelled the end for the wild-eyed Southern boys before that spike pile driver known as the Undervapor. And you can see Griffin up on the top rope, perched, ready as Justin just flips Houston upside down. But wait, what the hell? God, Fieri! God, Fieri just came from out of nowhere and sent Griffin off the turnbuckle, flying into a barricade. Oh, my God. The king of Flavortown might have just shattered the ribs of Griffin. This is ridiculous. Absolutely, Sills. This is uh, this is Guy Fieri coming out to make a statement against Griffin Clouds. Guy Fieri, he's been he's been sore ever since he thinks that he lost the King of the Steel City tournament to Griffin Clouds specifically. That's right. You look back in the ring at Houston. Ooh, just cracks Justin oh, or cracks Justin over the head with his knee, and then Justin falls back into a sobriety test. Houston falls into that pinfall, rolling him up. One, two, three. And Tibbs, once again, the wild-eyed Southern boys sneak out with a victory. But once again, you got to give us an assist to somebody else. Last week, it was AJ Steele. This week, it's Guy Fieri. And let me tell you something. When it comes to hangover, they ain't going to have anybody coming out. Not at all, Silsby. We just got to make it to then. That is right. But speaking of big matches at Hangover, I want to talk about a big match where, hell, we don't even know who the other opponent is. 
earlier today, you announced that RJWF Captain's Champion, the Dylan, the man who is undefeated in this company, had the opportunity to choose his opponent for Hangover. I mean, for months, Dylan had been issuing open challenge after open challenge and taking every single one of them as they came. But now the tables have turned and Dylan can choose whoever he wants. And Tibbs, I don't think that was a wise move. Oh, well, Sills, I think it's the best move. You see that Dylan has run roughshod over every open challenger that's come to him over these last several months. So now, the Dylan wants a challenge. I give it to him. If anything is, if it, we know anything about the Dylan, he's going to pick somebody that's going to give him an actual challenge. That is right, Tibbs. And the Dylan is backstage right now to get notice of this announcement and to hear if he possibly has somebody to pick. Let's have a listen. Hello, everybody. Honey Pot Mc... Oh, fuck. Here. Yeah. Um, with the man who's gotten some exciting news ahead of JWF Hangover, the Dylan. Now, Dylan, um, Captain Tibbs has announced that due to your impressive win streak, you've gained the opportunity to challenge anyone in the JWF locker room to a match at Hangover. What do you have to say in response to this? Anyone I want, Money Pit. Think about that. Anyone I want. Wrap your head around the possibilities. The matches that I have the opportunity to make now against greats across this globe. Kota Ibushi, Kenta Miyahara, Zack Sabre Jr., Will Ospreay, even. A bit of a dick. But still a great match. And think about that. All of these possibilities, all of these people who may be worthy of a title shot. Then, as these possibilities wash over me, I come to the realization that no one is worthy of a title shot against me. However, there are definitely some people that are worth getting a beating from me. And that person is going to find out exactly who they are. They are going to get exactly what they deserve from the technical spectacle. Well, Tim's big words from the Dylan, and apparently next week he is going to be announcing who this match is going to be against. And you got to think, Blake Tanner may be high at the high at the top of the list for the Dylan. I mean, Blake has been making Dylan's life an absolutely living hell. I mean, Dylan wasn't allowed at the uh, at the taping last week just because of the punishment Blake Tanner and his associate Gazi put on the Dylan just a few short weeks ago. Right, Sills, especially ever since Blake Tanner and Ghazi has become uh, a pair of sorts. Blake Tanner became the, the higher power over Ghazi. It looks like he's been using him to systematically destroy his former allies in the dynasty. That is right, Tibbs. But before we can get to that announcement, we got to get through this match, the third in the best of seven series between Danny Roanoke and Hollywood Holcher and Tibbs, you know this is going to be a barn burner because Danny Roanoke announced that this is going to be a tables match. No pinfalls, no submissions. Only way to win in this match is by putting your opponent through a table. And I got to say, I think this benefits Hollywood Holcher. He's got that brutal smash mouth style, that high flying attitude. And that might be enough to take Danny off kilter and send him flying through a table. Very true, Sills, but a tables match. 
more than wrestling ability than almost any other type of match that we have available to us is about strategy. If you can out-strategize your opponent, then you can win a tables match. And if there's anything Danny Roanoke is good at, it is strategy. That's right. You can hear that bell go and ring. And oh, look at this. Danny immediately rushing to the outside arena. I mean, you can see we've got all these tables set up around the ring. And it looks like Danny is just toppling them all over. It's it. Let me tell you something. I know this might seem like a cowardly maneuver, but I think it's a wise move from Roanoke. He's making Hulcher work harder if he wants to put him through that table. That's right, Sills. There's that planning from Roanoke there, you see. He's making it as difficult for his opponent as possible to put him through a table. Now Holcher's going to have to set up an entirely new table to actually get him through. There's not any chance of a one-hit wonder here. That's right, but it looks like this wise move ain't going to pay off. Holcher with a beautiful tope con hero to the outside, just sailing through the air leveling Roanoke and oh just look at this fury from Holcher not even waiting sitting up and landing some vicious punches to the skull but oh wait a minute Tibbs look at this Holcher not wasting any time setting up a table and slamming Danny head onto it picking him up and Tibbs let me ask you is it a wise move to go for this to put him through a table this early into a match I mean hung Holcher seems hungry but I don't know uh, Sills, depending on your opponent, it could be a good move. I think that uh, I think that Roanoke is thinking so many steps ahead that Holcher might be trying to get that Holcher might be be trying to flip the script on him. He might be trying to go for that quick win and, and rob Roanoke of whatever he's had planned out. That's right, and forget the script. Holcher's about to flip himself, going up on the apron, and ooh, went for that big running senton, but Danny getting out of the way at the last minute, and Tibbs, you can just see that table crumple under the weight of Holcher, but I know it's a technicality. Danny didn't put him through the table. It is a technicality, but it's one that might have just saved Holcher the match, but Tibbs, you know he's going to have to work for it. Roanoke already brought over one of those flipped upside down tables and oh my god just rams Holcher's head into one of the table legs and let me tell you something that could have gouged an eye out caused a concussion that was a dangerous play from Danny Roanoke which is what Danny Roanoke is well known for he will he, he has no qualms about what he does to an opponent in the ring much like his former style as a teacher which led to his eventual dismissal from our company before he came back to wrestle that's right, you see Danny rolling Holcher back into the ring, and ooh, look at that, setting up a table on the outside, and then, oh my god, Tibbs, a second, he has stacked up two tables, Danny might be trying to send Holcher straight to the emergency room, forget through a table, and it looks like he is going for it, climbing up onto the ring, uh, onto the ring apron, grabbing Holcher from the outside, and Oh my god, they're climbing up the turnbuckles, Tibbs, I think Roanoke's trying for a superplex through those two tables. Jesus, Sills, talk about overkill. Uh, that, that is beyond overkill, Sills. All you need to do is put your opponent through one single table in any means necessary, but I, I don't think this is what we meant by any means necessary. That's right. We can see Hulcher reversing it, picking up Danny. He is above those tables, but ooh, wisely kicking the tables away, kicking them down, and that is that wise veteran move of Danny Roanoke, but who unfortunately still eats a superplex to the inside for his troubles. Both men laying prone in the ring, and Tim, let me tell you something, I think those quick feet of Roanoke, they might have just saved the match for. Uh-huh, he's got great situational awareness, Roanoke does. 
He, he knows that in this match, it is not even as much about where your opponent is, but where the damn tables are. That's right. You see Hulcher finally bringing one of those tables into the ring, setting it up in the corner, getting ready to end things as, ooh, he hits Danny with a clothesline. Then a second backs up into the corner, but, ooh, unfortunately, Danny reverses that big bulldog attempt throwing Hulcher, and, ooh, you can see the man from Hollywood landing inches away from that table he set up, and I think the big man knows he now has a grenade waiting there in that corner. Hulcher knows he needs to be a little bit more careful at this point in the match. Exactly, Sills. It's that situational awareness again. You know you've got a dangerous area in the ring, one that could cause you to lose the match. You've got to be just as aware of that as you are aware of where your opponent is and if they're coming at you or not. That's right. You see Danny Irish whipping Hulcher into the corner, following it up with the running knee, and ooh, usually follows it up with a big bulldog, but you can see Hulcher tossing him off, and once again, Danny landing inches away from the table. The proverbial tables have turned, but he turns around into, ooh, the walls. Hulcher has locked him, and the walls of Hulcher just wailing on that lower back, and look at this Danny Roanoke tapping, but that ain't gonna end the match right now. Not at all, Sills. He, he's not... Uh, this is not a match that can end by submission. It is not a match that can end by pinfall. You've just got to put him through a table. And, and this is a great move from Roanoke, though. Your first instinct when your opponent is tapping, you let go of that submission maneuver. That's right. But you also got to think Hulcher is trying to weaken that back of Danny Roanoke. I mean, we saw at Summerfest, Danny had a weakened back. It did not allow him to hit the black mirror for the victory. It allowed Hulcher to get an advantage. I think that's what Hulcher's calling for. And it looks like he's calling for something even bigger now. Backed up into the corner. He's got Danny against the table. And it might be all over as Hulcher rushes for the Skyliner. But no! Gets caught! Gets caught by Danny Roanoke who rushes towards the turnbuckle. And ooh, it's a vicious buckle bomb before grabbing Hulcher by the skull and oh my god tossing him straight through that table and dibs you know Hulcher was wanting victory tonight but it looks like unfortunately Danny Roanoke once again takes the W going up 2-1 in this best of seven series that's right Sills and I don't know if it was pre-planning on Roanoke's part I don't know if it was Hulcher getting a little uh a little too overzealous in the match, but here we are. That is right, Tibbs, but who knows? Our next pay-per-view, JWF Hangover, we know these two men are going to be battling again. Their fourth match in that. Let me tell you something. If Danny wins that, it could give him a very, very big advantage. But before we can get to that, we've got to get through our next episode of JWF Ignition, whereas we've already announced that Dylan will be announcing his opponent for JWF Hangover. In addition, Hollywood Hulcher is going to be announcing the stipulation for their match at JWF Hangover. And then, of course, the return of the King of the Hill himself, Robert Hill, as he takes on Honey Mustard David Jenkins. And we know Robert Hill last time, he had a real easy time running through Funky Flossy, one of the fastest matches in JWF history. But right now, he's going up against a legend in the form of Honey Mustard Jenkins. And you know Honey Mustard ain't going to make it easy on him. No, sir, it's going to be great to see Honey Mustard, a long-storied veteran in the business, go up against this young up-and-comer, Robert Hill. 
I mean, Honey Mustard, he, he, he's going to try to do his best to put Hill through his paces, and we know that Honey Mustard is at the top of his game right now. That is right, but until then, remember to support JWF Ignition by donating to the Patreon. Patreon.com slash a load of BS benefits us, benefits our sister show, The Fight Boys. The entire network gets your support, and you get access to exclusive content like Wrestling History X. You get to watch old episodes of JWF War. They're all available at Merc, or at patreon.com slash a load of bs sorry slipped up a little bit there tibbs <laughs> you know that's so as it happens we have a lot of things to juggle here in the commentary booth that's right because what i wanted to say was merch.aloadofpurebs.com the website where you can get merchandise for the vwo for the rising suns hell there's a captain tibbs poster if you want that and you can get it at merch.aloadofpurebs.com and the best part is it's uh Gets a little bit of money tips his way. That's right. But until next time, ladies and gentlemen, he's been Captain Tibbs. I've been Silver Spoon, and this has been JWF Monday Night Ignition. And we will see you next time. <laughs>